This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, so first off, we have to start with the obvious one. Gay. <laughs> He didn't even flinch. <laughs> Nothing. How you doing, people? It's June 7, 2022. This is the Rubin Report. I'm Dave Rubin. We are live streaming on Rumble Blaze TV and YouTube as long as they'll allow us. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, tap that notification bell, etc. Etc. If you have not seen it yet, uh, that was a little clip of part one of my interview uh, with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, which is up right now on YouTube and Rumble. The full thing is already up, uh, totally ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com. And I wanted to shift a little bit today because, you know, we were doing yesterday's show coming off uh, this awesome event in Orlando with the governor and, you know, a month and a half of touring and being out on the road. And yesterday, we're doing a bunch about politics and, you know, just all the bad polling, right? It's a lot of bad polling. Everyone gets it. The Democrats are not doing a good job. This Joe Biden guy is an incompetent buffoon. The economy's not doing well. We got inflation. It's hard to get stuff. We got this weird war. We got all sorts of problems. Okay, everybody gets it. And I finished up the show yesterday and I was like, I don't think that's what I want to do today. I want to do something a little bit different today. And then there was this incredible clip on MSNBC. So so that directly hit the heart of what I'm constantly trying to wake you guys up to, which is that the media really is the problem more than anything else. Their endless BS is the problem. So it's not just that we have to focus on, okay, there are bad things happening, right? Like there are bad economic indicators. We realize things aren't going that well. It's that we have to be able to see through the fog of nonsense. And the more that you see through the fog of nonsense, you, the more you realize that what they're really trying to do as you see it is keep you either very, very fearful, constantly afraid, right? The winter of death is coming and all of those kind of things. Or they want to just censor you to the point that you won't know what reality is. Uh, so that's what this show is going to be about. It's going to be about their endless ramping up of censorship and the way they're trying to trick you into thinking that the bad guys are the good guys and the good guys are the bad guys. But speaking of good guys, uh, because the tour went so well, I announced yesterday that we are adding one more stop in my hometown, my new hometown of Miami. I will be at the Miami Improv. Look at those glasses, people. Uh, on July 14th at 8 p.m., you can get tickets at DaveRubin.com slash events. There will be at least one special guest from the great city of Miami in the great state of Florida. And also we got a whole bunch of new mugs and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff like this mug right here over at DaveRubin.store. Okay, let's go right into it. So this was the clip that I saw yesterday going viral that sparked my whole idea for today's show. This is this guy, Dan Pfeiffer, who's a podcast guy. I think he worked in the Obama administration. He's got a book. It's going to be pushed all over left-wing media. And he's on this uh, Joe Scarborough show on the mental institution known as MSNBC. 
And the Scarborough guy, he's bananas. He's not totally bananas like Joy Reid, like not like let's institutionalize the guy bananas, uh, but he's not good at what he does. And he's a misinformation specialist and all those things. Anyway, this guy, Dan Pfeiffer is on there and Pfeiffer's freaking out because you people are watching Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino. To deliberately spread lies, uh, channel them through Russia, or deliberately spread healthcare lies, I don't, I think the government would pull their FEC license. Why can't we pass basic regulations to make these companies be more transparent about the algorithms that spread the lies on everything from COVID to January the 6th? We absolutely should be able to pass them. We actually have to pass them. I think these social media companies are in many ways the tobacco companies of this era. They're exploiting loopholes in the law to deeply damage America. It's just back to your cancer metaphor. Yes. And with little to no regulation. You go to Facebook on a daily basis, the most, the posts with the most engagement are from Dan Shapiro, or Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Candace Owens. It is right-wing content. It dwarfs progressive content. It dwarfs mainstream media content, which is actually should be the part that scares us the most, that Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire has more followers and engagement, many times more than the New York Times or CNN. That is a problem. Ben Shapiro, he's a very, very scary dude. As I, was off, as I would often say during the, uh, during the tour, it's like people are afraid of Ben Shapiro. Can you imagine being afraid of Ben Shapiro? Like you're gonna see Ben Shapiro in a dark alley. Oh my God, it's Ben Shapiro. What's he gonna do? Grab the yarmulke, like fire it at you like a Chinese star. I mean, come on people. What are we really afraid of Ben Shapiro? He talks fast, it's gonna be okay. Anyway, with these freaks, these, these are the misinformation specialists. You've got corporate MSNBC press that lies and lies and lies and lies about Brett Kavanaugh and lies about Russia collusion and lies about everything from Kyle Rittenhouse and Jussie Smollett, the whole freaking thing, right? They lie about everything, but they're very concerned that you guys aren't buying their lies anymore. And then what's happening? You guys go onto your computer machines with the typing and the keyboards and everything, and you start communicating with each other and sharing articles with, with each other that often debunk the lies that they're spreading. And who are people that are doing such things? Well, you've got, Ben Shapiro over at the Daily Wire doing such things. You've got Dan Bongino with the Bongino Report doing such things. You've got Candace Owens, and she could be the scariest because the woman is a black conservative. And oh my God, that's a narrative buster for these freaks. So they are seriously worried. And then of course, what do they call for? Because people are not paying attention to them and they are paying attention to shows like this and shows of some of those uh, people who I just mentioned who I'm very proud to call friends. Uh, what do they want? They want regulation. Ah, because if only the government could step in and reorder things, walk in, a government regulator, you know, with a plastic hat could walk into Facebook and say, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, uh, we want to see your algorithm and uh, we'd like to rewrite your algorithm uh, so that more progressive news is seen on your system layer. Uh, and of course, this is ridiculous. The government doesn't hire the best of the best. They, they usually hire the worst of the worst. Uh, and also it is not the right of the government to be walking into private companies and all of those things. And we can talk about some ancillary ways that big tech could be broke up, broken up. You know my feelings about competition, which is why I started Locals. And maybe they could break up some of these companies, but regulation is just ridiculous. But what this really is all about, it's not about the minutia of regulation or breaking up companies or antitrust or any of that. This is, these people are freaking out because they have lied about COVID, uh, contrary to what uh, 
Scarbo or his sidekick said, uh, they have lied about January 6th. They have lied about everything. And you guys get it. You guys see it. And now they are freaking out. So please, government, do something. Uh, but what else happens on Facebook? Well, Pfeiffer continued. You're saying that like the Republican agenda is backed up by the freaks on Facebook and so they don't want to do anything about it? Absolutely. It, it is just making sure. Yes. I'm, to be very clear is that Facebook is the most powerful messaging platform for the extreme MAGA message that benefits the Republicans. They have very little. They like to cry about fa Facebook and big tech. And then they just laugh their way to the bank when Facebook pushes their message, including the big lie all across into people's rooms all across this country. Let's talk about that extreme MAGA message, or as the kids on the internet are calling it, ultra MAGA. What is the extreme MAGA message? Now, I've been around these, these Trump people. I, uh, just a few weeks ago, I was at uh, Mar-a-Lago and there were scary people there like Larry Elder and Dinesh D'Souza and Dan Bongino and some of the people that they're freaking out about right now. And I met a whole bunch of people that really like America. They believe in capitalism. They believe in individual rights. They like the constitution, things like that. Now you may not agree with some of those things, but this is the new framing. The new framing is this is, this is the, it's not just MAGA anymore. These are extreme ultra MAGA people with lasers coming out of their eyes. They're freaking everybody out. So again, what is the answer? Well, the government better do something about it. Uh, we got some info here. This is a tweet from Facebook top 10. And here are the top 10 uh, performing uh, pages on Facebook in the last 24 hours. You got Franklin Graham at number one, pure wow entertainment. I've never heard of that. People Royals, I don't know what that is. Then you've got Ben Shapiro. Then you've got Fac uh, Fox News. Then you've got Marie Claire. Good for them, still at it. Uh, then you've got Fox News again. Then you've got Town and Country. Then you've got Ben Shapiro. And then you've got town and country. So yes, it is a lot of Ben Shapiro and it is a lot of Fox News. Uh, that is what it is. People are clicking these things. Now, is it possible there's algorithmic, algorithmic manipulation? Of course, I talk about it all the time. Is it possible that Daily Wire is pumping a ton of money into advertising? Of course they are, right? Is it possible that Fox is doing that? Is it possible that people on the right are more engaged right now because they feel that the left is destroying the country. So they're the ones that are clicking things right now and push it, pushing messaging out there, of course. Is it also, if you remember, do you remember when Obama was running for president uh, all you know, that 10 years ago? And remember where the whole thing, the entire media was like, oh, you see how Barack Obama, because he's using young people and young people are on Facebook and they're sharing articles and it's so wonderful. So when it's their guys who are winning, they love social media. They love Facebook. They love big tech. Uh, but when, you know, we start winning, when people stop buying their BS, then they are freaking out. So anyway, good for Ben Shapiro hitting like three of those top 10 links on Facebook. Man, that is some Ben Shapiro thug life right there. We threw that in right before the show. Thought you'd like that one. Uh, so what is the position of the left on social media censorship? Uh, because they're freaking out. They're losing the narrative. And when you're losing the narrative, you better put down your foot on the people and silence the people and censor the people and all that good stuff. So that is where we are going to shift right now. But uh, real quick, I want to talk to you guys about Raycon. You know, lately I've been listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac and Jordan Peterson. That's true. Uh, and it's been great. One reason I enjoy listening, it's because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are 
super comfortable and they will not budge, trust me. Raycons offer three sound profiles to match what you're listening to, plus noise isolation and awareness mode, so you can choose to be immersed in sound or be able to hear your surroundings when you need to, like if you're walking your dog and there's a crazy driver. I absolutely love using my Raycons when I'm taking my dog Clyde on walks in the iguana-infested neighborhoods of Miami. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Then when you need to charge, it's super easy. You can even do it wirelessly. And here's a huge selling point with Raycons. You get the same quality audio as other premium audio brands, but at half the price. Yes, really. But that doesn't mean they won't last. I've seen people talking about their Raycons falling three stories, getting lost in rain and snowstorms, and still working afterwards. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have almost 50,000 five-star reviews. Check out Raycon's wireless earbuds. My guess is you're going to want to leave them a five-star review yourself. Go to buyraycon.com slash Ruben today to get 15% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash Ruben to score 15% off. And now back to me. All right, so what is the Democrat position on all this? Because even though they are the ones that have lied and lied and lied, they had lied about COVID, they lied about Russia collusion, they lied about Brett Kavanaugh, they lied about Jesse Smollett. You guys know all of this stuff. They lie about everything. No one ever gets called out. Well, we call them out, let's say, on this crazy right-wing media. Uh, but in, within their own system, it's a constant protection racket. You lie, other people lie for you, and you just work around it. Everybody's in on the lie, so nobody calls anybody out. No one ever gets fired. Nobody ever gets booted. Okay, fine. Uh, so what is their position as a lot of people are clicking Ben Shapiro videos on Facebook, as Fox continues to crush it in the ratings, uh, as this show outperforms pretty much all of the cable news shows on MSNBC and CNN. Well, their position uh, is uh, we need to do something related to censorship and regulation. Of course, here is uh, Mental Midget AOC. I mean, and who's managing, who's in charge of all of these platforms that are perpetuating this misinformation and violence, men. Mark Zuckerberg, where you at, bro? Where you at? 4chan, Reddit. What's up? Because all these little things that they're talking about, when they f say free speech, they don't actually mean it because they don't, they don't protect all speech. They drew, do draw a line at some point. But you know, people like Mark Zuckerberg are busy having dinner with Tucker Carlson, who's also airing little great replacement theories that are inciting violence. I really don't think AOC is a real human being. And what I mean by that is not that she's a Cylon, but that she is a construct. That, that what you're seeing there is not a real person who believes anything that she's saying. She is an actress. She is a trained actress who does these little videos. Where you at, Mark Zuckerberg? Where you at? Who do we have to blame for this? We have to blame men. Who the, 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 they're not free. Everything she says is complete nonsense and a lie and everything else. They're, oh, Mark Zuckerberg's having dinner with Tucker Carlson. So because they're having dinner, then obviously she, they're in the cahoots with each other. And it's like, man. Man, you are not a real person, AOC. She is an abject clown. She is an abject clown. So why is she so afraid? Why is she so afraid of Tucker Carlson having a show that people watch? Uh, and Tucker Carlson doesn't do 
replacement theory stuff. It's the left, you know, this, I didn't even talk about this for the few weeks that everyone was freaking out about replacement theory, which is not even a phrase I've ever said on this show once. Uh, but it's the left that is obsessed with replacement theory. People have pointed out that over the last couple of years, there are constantly articles in the New York Times about how the demographics in the United States are changing and it's browning and that that is good for Democrats and that that in essence is the replacement theory. But then when Tucker Carlson says that there are demographic issues in the United States, which there obviously are, there obviously are demographic issues. We can talk about all the, all the reasons uh, that people of specific ethnicities and colors and all these things might vote one way or another. And you know, if it wasn't for the Democrats constantly screaming racism, I think an awful lot of people would not be voting for them in the first place. Uh, but they lie about everything. And uh, it's not just AOC who's now freaking out because men, it's those evil men who could, I didn't know she was a biologist. Did you know that? AOC is a freaking biologist. I had no idea that she knows that Mark Zuckerberg is a man. I had no idea. Doesn't Mark Zuckerberg though, if you, if you took the clothes off him, you feel like he has no, there's no genitals down there. Like it would be like a Ken situation. Like he's like some sort of humanoid robot kind of thing. Anyway, uh, AOC, not a good lady. And here's a guy that I voted for and I completely regret voting for. This is former president Barack Obama. It was going to be hope and change. And uh, no, he didn't get it exactly how he wanted it, right? He had two terms and obviously he didn't fix anything, right? Because then uh, four years later, we got uh, Joe Biden to fix all the stuff that Obama obviously never fixed. Uh, but Obama, he's really big on uh, censorship and uh, freaking you out that uh, misinformation is going to kill people. What does still nag at me, though, was my failure to fully appreciate at the time just how susceptible we had become to lies and conspiracy theories. Despite having spent years being a target of disinformation myself. In some cases, industry standards may replace or substitute for regulation, but regulation has to be part of the answer. Beyond that, tech companies need to be more transparent about how they operate. Around one in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and put their families at risk rather than get vaccinated. People are dying because of misinformation. I regret voting for him. I really regret voting for him. Barack, if you're watching this, I don't like you. And uh, you, you have ripped the mask off and shown what you really are. Now, first off on that thing at the end, one in five people haven't been vaxxed. And the implication is they're killing people. And why are they not vaxxed? Because of misinformation. Now, I'm not vaxxed. I didn't kill anybody. Pretty sure the guys in this room aren't vaxxed. Can I say that? Well, you guys are in a lot of trouble with your respective health insurance companies. Um, and I wouldn't have forced them to get back. That's the point, okay? Uh, but you see what he did there? If you didn't get vaxxed, you were bad, you were killing people, and it, you were, and it was because you were subjected to misinformation. I know an awful lot of people right now that regret getting the vax or regret getting boosted. I don't know anyone that feels the other way, that didn't get vaxxed, and it's like, boy, I sure do wish I got it. You know, plenty of people got COVID, got natural immunity and everything else, but let's not even make this about COVID. What he's really again going to is if we just had more control. He says, you know, they said bad things about me. I was, the, I was the subject of misinformation. I mean, think how pompous and smug that is, that Barack Obama, 
The media literally gave him a hand job for eight years of his presidency. They refused to write anything negative about him. Literally, that was an odd use of literally, but they probably did in a literal sense. Somebody did. I feel like somebody at Politico gave him a hand job. <laughs> Tubin definitely, thank you. Tubin definitely gave him a handy. The point is <laughs> that, that he, but I, you know, I was the subject of misinformation. So what do we need to do? Again, it's regulate. We have to use our power because too many of you people, and what he means by you people in essence is you right-wing racist bigots. You guys are talking too much and sharing too much. So we better freaking regulate. We better use the power of the state to make sure that you can't get information. Uh, well, here's his, uh, his buddy, Joe Biden, who was the VP when he was in charge, and Joe Biden's the president now, and uh, he also is a big fan of censorship because sometimes people don't listen to old Joe. Unfortunately, while our military is stepping up, as they always do, there are others sitting on the sidelines, and we're standing in the way. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all our hospitals, our countries. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. We've got to work together, not against each other. Look, the unvaccinated are responsible for their own choices. But those choices have been fueled by dangerous misinformation on cable TV and social media. You know, these companies and personalities are making money by peddling lies and allowing misinformation that can kill their own customers and their own supporters. It's wrong. It's immoral. I call on the purveyors of these lies and misinformation to stop it. Stop it now. Oh, screw you, you old windbag. If you want to talk about misinformation, Joe or Joe's teleprompter writer, how about Joe Biden? Remember last June, Joe Biden, if you get the COVID vaccine, you won't get or transmit COVID. Remember that one? Was that misinformation or disinformation or a big lie or an old buffoon who doesn't know what he's saying? Which one was that? And should, have, should Facebook have censored that? Man, you guys get it. You know what the problem is? My audience is too smart. So a lot of times I'm saying things to them and I know they get it already. Uh, they're just absolutely awful. Also, uh, he says that he wants the social media companies to uh, control information on their shows uh, because he doesn't know what decade we're in. Uh, so that's an issue also. Uh, and this constant, this constant preening about the unvax, that the unvax were gonna overwhelm the hospitals and all that. That was the misinformation, that was the lie. Can I get video, Connor, you're on the video, you, you do the video around here. Can I get all the video that they must be hiding from all the hospitals that collapsed during this? There must've been a hospital somewhere in Africa or somewhere where there isn't clean water or something, where there were hospitals just going down, right? Didn't happen anywhere, even in, even in Detroit. It didn't even, it, we're looking for, okay, we're gonna keep looking because somehow not, we didn't see one video of just bodies everywhere or a country or a city that collapsed under COVID, the winter of death. Remember the winter of death? Yeah, that was a good one. That was misinformation. They lie, 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 lie. You get it, okay. So what else are they gonna do beyond push for censorship? What else? It's this push for censorship and it's a, and, and it's a correlation. It's a connection between Democrat activists and what, what people in power 
they can kind of do together, what it is that these people can do together. So let's go full circle here. Let's go back to this Dan Pfeiffer fella on the mental institution known as MSNBC. Well, they just lie. What can we do? Well, I think the, the problem around this is getting worse every single day. The, the media, the right wing media advantage, this, op, this disinformation propaganda operation is so much more powerful now than when I worked in the White so it's House. It's getting bigger. It's getting it's, bigger. It's flourishing. Yes. And metastasizing. Metastasizing. Cancer, that is a perfect metaphor for what we are dealing with. And it is, I think, what we have to do is radically rethink how we communicate. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a role to play here. The media, I think, a lot of people in the media have to rethink how they deal with people who lie for a living. Mm -hmm. And then the social media companies have an, have an obligation to do more. We can't rely on them to do it on their own. And so this is where Congress and the regulars have to step in to think about how we regulate these algorithms that are pushing this disinformation for profit. Projection through confession. That's what my friend Viva Fry always says about these people. Everything that they say we're doing is what they're doing. And what's interesting is, let's say I believe all of left-wing media is lying, which I do. And let's say they believe all of right-wing media is lying. And let's say that's actually what they believe. I'm not calling to censor them. They're calling to censor us. That's the fundamental difference between basically being somewhat on the right and somewhat being on the left. I believe in freedom and choice and competition and that you can have some capacity over your own mind and pick the things to watch and we should have a marketplace of ideas and a marketplace of competition. What they say is if you don't believe what we believe, we must destroy you. Those are fundamentally different ideas that you really have to understand. I also love how they really seem to share a brain, these people, even the way they talk to each other. He's like, there's misinformation out there. And she's like, there's misinformation out there. There's, it's metastasizing, it's metastasizing. It's like, they really are just like a Borg. Like there's one idea just passing through their very, very vapid brains. But really what he wants, and again, this is an assistant, a former assistant to Barack Obama. He wants the government to penalize you. But it's not just him. Uh, there's this woman that no one elected up in New York, who is the governor of New York. Uh, I call her Kathy Seward. Uh, you know what the C word is. I don't like this woman. Uh, again, she was not voted for by anybody, right? She's the one who was appointed after they got rid of Andrew Cuomo. And I did not know because it happened last August that Andrew Cuomo had stepped down. But when, as you may remember, uh, Adam Carolla uh, brought me back on the grid and he said, Andrew Cuomo stepped down. And I said, before you tell me who replaced him, I guarantee you it's going to be worse. And I think I've, that was turned out to be right on that one. Uh, well, what's she going to do up in New York? They're going to be watching you people because you have computers and the internet. And in the state of New York, we're now requiring social media networks to monitor and report hateful conduct on their platform. And now we're going to continue focusing on this. We're going to establish a task force on social media and violent extremism to investigate the role of social media in promoting domestic terror. And our great leader, our attorney general, will be championing this cause with every power her office can bring it at their disposal. Thank you, Senator DeBailey, Jamal Bailey, and Senator Assemblymember Desmond Meeks. Thank you. Task force. They've got a task force to watch out for hateful content online. Well, I'm online right now. I don't like you, Kathy. I think you're a really, really bad person. I think you're abusing your power. I also think you've gone a little crazy with the Botox and the eyebrows are getting a little too high. You're doing a little Pelosi thing. I mean, at some point, lady, let's lower the eyebrows. It's starting to look 
bananas, okay? Uh, but are you gonna report me? I just said something mean about you. Now, I'm not for anyone harming you. I'm not for anything illegal being done, but I am allowed to call out your bullshit. We've got something here called the First Amendment and the First Amendment, you're allowed to say mean things about people and you're allowed to call out the hypocrites and the buffoons and that's exactly what you are, lady. But again, this is what's just gonna happen. And, and in some ways, this is good. In some ways, this is good. The further breaking up of the red and blue states is somewhat good because that's what federalism is all about. You will live in dystopian places where they will control and monitor what you say if you live in New York and California, or perhaps you could live in free places like Florida and Texas uh, where they will actually look into what's going on at these companies, see if you were being manipulated and push for more free speech, right? Figure out what's going on. People want honesty in the game, right? The problem is we're all playing a rigged game. We know it's rigged and we keep playing. Uh, but what does the administration's, uh, the administration want to do uh, when it's related to all of this? I think you know. You may remember Jen Psaki. She was the uh, former White House press secretary. She's been replaced by a black lesbian. Uh, and uh, she was freaking out not too long ago about Elon Musk buying Twitter because Elon said, hey, I'm going to thinking about buying the Twitter and I'm going to kind of open it up and make sure that nobody's being silenced. And that's very scary to these people. Okay. There's nothing happening in the world today here. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Ah, so tech platforms must be held accountable for the harm that they cause. I wonder if her misinformation, should, should she be held accountable? for the harm that that causes, for the lies that she spewed every single day. And what of course is also interesting is that all Elon Musk said was, hey, I'm gonna just look into this and try to make the playing field more even, but that really freaked these people out. Now, why would it freak these people out? Because they know they've had it good because the tech companies, contrary to everything you're seeing on MSNBC and from Saki and everyone else, the tech companies have been working with the Democrats, very obviously, very, very obviously. Remember the Hunter Biden laptop? Why did they cover that up before the election? Who did that help? Did it help Democrats or Republicans, huh? Remember kicking Donald Trump? Remember that orange guy? You remember him, right? Uh, he was the president of the United States, in case you forgot, and all the tech companies kicked him off all at the same time. Do you think there was some collusion there? And do you think that helped Republicans or Democrats? Oh, and you remember this one from Jan Psaki about how the White House actually does uh, do a little something on the DL related to social media. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. We also created the COVID-19, the COVID Community Corps to get factual information into the hands of local messengers. And we're also investing, uh, as you all have seen, in the presidents, the vice presidents, and Dr. Fauci's time. What basically she said there is, we have to be in charge of the information 
And if people start saying some other things, we're going to have to suppress it. Uh, the key line there, of course, we covered it many times at the, at the time it was happening, was we flag things for social media companies. That is as close to a violation of the First Amendment as you can get. The idea that the government calls up someone at Facebook or Twitter and says, you better do something about this, right? Like, that's as close to the line as you can get, right? It's not the government necessarily stopping the company from saying something or stopping that account from posting something, but perhaps it is. But the pressure, right? The pressure alone could be enough. Hey, we're gonna take away some of your benefits or we're gonna look into your books a little bit more or you don't want to upset the president, you know? That's as close and that's what they did. And they said it right there and there was no investigation into that. You know, who did they contact at social media companies? Who, who at the administration contacted someone at a social media company? What did they tell them to suppress? Why did they tell them to suppress it? Did it turn out to be untrue, et cetera, et cetera? But what's really going on here to wrap this thing up really nicely? Why are they trying to suppress information? Why are they trying to make you think that all of us are bigots and racists? Why do they want you to think we're all mean, scary people? Well, it's all a giant distraction. You know it, I know it, they know it, they know that we know it, and they keep doing it. Uh, here is NBC's Yamich Alcinder uh, saying that the Democrats do have to shift away, have to shift the narrative because uh, they're doing a pretty, pretty shitty job about everything. There are so many things that people are juggling between gas prices and inflation, baby formula, abortion, and, and the shootings that are happening. These lawmakers are going to try to now have a narrative to focus the country's attention to say, look at this thing. Do not turn away and understand that while all those other things are really, really important, the foundation of our country, what makes our country function is the democracy that we have to protect. And they're going to have to do that in the face of Republicans who are lying still about the 2020 election and who are getting elected and installing people who have um, the really motivations that were that were what happened and, and why people broke into the Capitol in the first place. Okay, so what's interesting about that, again, no, no, the people that broke into the Capitol, and we better focus on that, and okay, blah, blah, blah. But she sort of acknowledges that the, the Democrats are not doing well, and we all know it. And again, you don't need me to read you the polls on these things. Just check the price of gas and everything else. But it's not just that the Democrats are doing are not doing well. It's that nobody is tuning into these ridiculous shows anymore, and that's why they constantly have to ramp up the hysteria. The ratings are absolutely abysmal. We've got some info from Fox News. Despite a busy news month during May that included tragic mass shootings and major political primaries, MSNBC was outdrawn during May by such networks as FX, Bravo, Paramount TV Land, ESPN2, Freeform, Lifetime, and Hallmark among the primetime demo. Now, I'm, I haven't had cable in a while, but you know, Golden Girls used to be on TV land, it used to be on Hallmark, and it used to be on Lifetime. I don't know if it's still on any of those channels, but this, if this is all just that, the Golden Girls is crushing MSNBC, then I'm gonna pop open a bottle of champagne at the end of today, because obviously you could learn far more from four retired women trying to live a good life uh, in Miami in the mid 80s into the early 90s than you could from anything on MSNBC, but do you see the point? So what's happening is people are tuning out of that crap despite all of the craziness, right? We have all this craziness related to abortion and Roe v. Wade, the shootings, all of the stuff that's going on with the economy, and people are just tuning out of their nonsense. So to really bring you home here, because I like to kind of give you something to walk away with, how do we push back? Well, we get good people involved. And one of those people, 
uh, of course, is Elon Musk. And now there's something interesting going on with this Twitter thing right now, because one of the things that's happening is that, uh, you know, Twitter, because once you say, hey, I'm going to buy your company, and then the company has to open up the book so that, you know, the guy buying it knows that he's actually buying what has been promised. What's happening now is as they've started to open up the books, some weird stuff is going on. It's like, oh, how many bots are there? How many of these accounts are fake? We thought maybe it was 5%. It's looking like it could be 20%, if not more. He's finding out all sorts of stuff. So now the, the deal's looking a little bit shaky, but we have a little info here from the Daily Wire, which is Ben Shapiro's website. And Ben Shapiro is a very, can we get that image up one more time before we throw to this? text here. Ben Shapiro is a very, very scary guy. All right, here's Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire on what's going on with Elon and uh, the Twitter machine. In late April, Twitter and Musk agreed to a deal worth $44 billion, but Musk had previously requested info on fake accounts before his purchase of Twitter could officially go through. He has claimed that spam accounts could have a massive impact on what Twitter is actually worth. On Monday, the SpaceX founder took his demands a step further by sending Twitter a detailed letter through his attorney. As Twitter's prospective owner, Mr. Musk is clearly entitled to the requested data to enable him to prepare for transitioning Twitter's business to his ownership and to facilitate his transaction financing, Musk's attorney, Mike Ringler, wrote in a letter filed with the SEC. At this point, Mr. Musk believes Twitter is transparently refusing to comply with its obligations under the merger agreement, which is causing further suspicion that the company is withholding the requested data due to concern for what Mr. Musk's own analysis of the data will uncover. Based on Twitter's behavior to date and the company's latest correspondence in particular, Mr. Musk believes the company is actively resisting and thwarting his information rights and the company's corresponding obligations under the merger agreement, Ringler remarked. This is a clear material breach of Twitter's obligations under the merger agreement, and Mr. Musk reserves all rights resulting therefrom, including his right not to consummate the transaction and his right to terminate the merger agreement. So this is really fascinating stuff. And, and, you know, when I talk about Twitter, I get it. A lot of you are not on Twitter because you're wise people. When I went to the locals uh, breakfast in Orlando, a lot of you say that now locals is your only social media, which is fantastic. But the truth is, whether you're on it or not, it does exist. It has a certain amount of influence in all of those things. So Musk says he's going to buy it. And now he's under uncovering that it's been a huge amount of bullshit. Right. So it's not just that they censor certain people and we know they're always censoring people on the right. Nobody on the left is being censored on uh, on Twitter. OK. And the Hunter Biden laptop and kicking Donald Trump off and shadow banning and all of those things. But now that the accounts themselves are fake and what in what ways could Twitter or whoever's really controlling Twitter, in what ways could they have really changed our political uh, dialogue? if they could have sent all sorts of bots to hate certain people and not hate other people or promote certain people and not promote other things, or that the New York Times has, you know, something like 50 million followers, but rarely gets 10 retweets, right? I mean, all of the bullshit is being exposed. And maybe what Elon Musk really was planning to do here, and man, would that be a tip of the cap to Elon Musk. Maybe he was really never planning to buy the thing. And his plan was, hey, I'm going to offer this crazy amount of money so that they'll have to say yes. But I know that the whole thing's bullshit, right? Because he's got insiders. He knows what's going on. And I'm going to expose that it was all nonsense. And then I will let it collapse under the weight of its own crap. And then the shareholders will probably all sue the board and sue all of the executives into oblivion because they were running a giant shell game. So this is sort of like an Enron or a Ponzi scheme 
type situation. Uh, so all the guy wanted, in essence, was this thing to be more pro-free speech or at least to expose the nonsense. And the entire machine is freaking out on top of the fact that then for weeks we've seen articles about how he's really racist and he grew up in South Africa, so he's obviously racist and everything else. So what do you do? You fight back. That's Elon way, Elon's way of fighting back. Uh, but there's other things that you can do. There are legal measures and sometimes you do have to use the power of government to fight for the right things. This is why I don't consider myself a pure libertarian. As much as I like libertarian ideas, I do believe that there is some role for government. And one of the ways that you can use government effectively is use it in small ways to do good things, much like that guy Ron DeSantis is doing right here in Florida. And we've got some info on that from flgov.com. Governor Ron DeSantis signed Senate Bill 7072 to hold big tech accountable by driving transparency and safeguarding Floridians' ability to access and participate in online platforms. This session, we took action to ensure that we the people, real Floridians across the Sunshine State, are guaranteed protection against the Silicon Valley elites, said Governor Ron DeSantis. Many in our state have experienced censorship and other tyrannical behavior firsthand in Cuba and Venezuela. If big tech censors enforce rules inconsistently to discriminate in favor of the dominant Silicon Valley ideology, they will now be held accountable. What we've seen, uh, what we've been seeing across the US is an effort to silence, intimidate, and wipe out dissenting voices by leftist media and big corporations. Today, by signing SB 7072 into law, Florida is taking back the virtual public square as a place where information and ideas can flow freely. Many of our constituents know the dangers of being silenced or have silenced or have been silenced themselves under communist rule. Thankfully in Florida, we have a governor that fights against big tech oligarchs that contrive, manipulate and censor. If you voice views that run contrary to their radical leftist narrative, that is Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez uh, finishing that up. So do you see the, again, the fundamental difference? What did, did this Dan Pfeiffer clown say? What did Joe Scarborough say? What did Barack Obama say? We want to regulate misinformation. And what that means is we want to regulate things that go against what we say. Now let's compare and contrast that to what Ron DeSantis and his administration are saying. We, and what Elon Musk is saying. We want to make sure that these platforms are not regulating information, that they are not putting their foot on the levers of power and hiding certain information. We just want an even playing field. Again, that is a fundamental difference between being on the left and on the right. There is a use for government and that use for government would be doing such things as protecting your first amendment rights. And gosh darn it, I'm a proud Floridian. Uh, and there's something that you can do too. You know what you can do? If you're living in New York under Kathy Seward, you can get the hell out of there. If you're living on, in California, and there's an election today, by the way, uh, in California, uh, and of course Newsom is gonna get reelected. Uh, oop, I just said California. Let me throw some money in the jar. There we go. We'll, we're gonna kick a Floridian. We're gonna kick a leftist Floridian out instead of moving a uh, sane Californian in uh, to Florida. Um, but you know what you can do? You can take some power into your own life. And how do I know it? Because it's exactly what I did. And it's exactly what that guy over there did. And it's exactly what this guy did. And a bunch of people that are downstairs did. We got the hell out of California, a place that was overreaching and depressing and ridiculous and crime infested and everything else. And we moved to a free state. That's exactly what you can do. 
Uh, I was on Fox News on Martha McCallum's show. It was being guest hosted uh, by Trey yesterday. And uh, that's exactly what I was talking about. Until the people of Los Angeles and California more broadly decide to start voting for some other people, until California decides that it can no longer be a one-party state, then this is going to keep happening. There is going to be more crime, there are going to be lighter sentences, and more chaos on the streets. Trey, I used to see you all the time at the uh, Fox LA affiliate, and guess what? I now live in the free state of Florida, and this is a perfect example of why. More and more people, I mean, the real issue here is that more and more people will see videos like that. They will say, boy, the administration, the mayor doesn't have our back, the DA doesn't have our back. There are greener pastures out there, and that's why California lost something like 300,000 people last right. year, and they're moving to places like Tennessee, Texas, and Florida. The clip that you were seeing uh, on the side over there was uh, in Los Angeles. The DA is a guy by the name of George Gascon. I've mentioned him a couple of times. He was the DA for seven years in San Francisco. Destroyed, absolutely destroyed San Francisco, which is an absolute dump right now. Not a safe place. And, and so many, so many people have fled. Uh, that, but what happens in progressive politics? You actually get a promotion. So he was the DA, he destroys San Francisco. And then of course he becomes the DA of Los Angeles. By the way, he was Bernie backed and he replaced the first a black female DA in Los Angeles history that Bernie was against. Now, I don't care if someone's black or female, they pretend to, but then he had an old white guy. Bernie, Bernie got his progressive old white guy to replace the young black female DA because uh, she wasn't a complete leftist maniac. So the point is your vote can elect politicians who protect individual rights, such as that right to freedom of speech, okay? That's how you make a difference. And as you may remember, I registered as a Republican here in Florida last week. And as Ron DeSantis said in our interview, I hope I get the numbers exactly right. Maybe you guys can correct me if I'm missing it. But when he got to office, it was something like a 300,000 uh, deficit, uh, Republican to Democrat in this state in registered voters. Uh, and now it's up 200. That's a 500,000 voter swing towards the Republican side. I think he's gonna win 65% of the vote here, which is absolutely insane. I actually said that to him backstage. He kind of laughed at me, but I really think it's possible. Find alternative platforms, move to places uh, that are more in line with your values. That's how you'll take power back to your life. That's how the, the nonsense and the endless hysteria that they're constantly gonna try to ramp up, that's how it'll have less of an effect on you. If you live in a place that is defended by good people because you've helped those people get into those offices. And if you move to social media platforms that are more in line with your values, for example, locals, that's how you do a little something. That is our show for today. Uh, we do have a cold close for you, of course. And do we have some uh, locals comments? We do have locals comments because that's where I check comments. All right, Annie Howe says, I'm so glad the DeSantis interview was posted for us. The interview made me smile and gave me hope for the country. Yeah. It was full of hope. There was not any bigotry there. You know, we have all these morons outside. I mean, they're just morons. What else can you say about these people? Screaming that he's a homophobe, screaming that he's racist, that he wants to kill people and everything. Then you walk inside the thing, you have a thousand cheering, joyous, happy people. There was nothing close to bigotry or homophobia or anything. And that disconnect, that disconnect is what we must show people. Uh, because as I said yesterday on the show, you know, if, if the media was honest, and it obviously is not, it's like, shouldn't the New York Times have covered an event where Ron DeSantis speaks with, you know, this, I guess, somewhat popular YouTube guy who happens to be gay? Wouldn't that be something interesting that they would talk about? But they don't talk about it, right? 
And it's like they want to, another version of disinformation is things that they don't want you to talk about, right? So I could relate that back to this thing right here, right? The book has absolutely crushed it in sales. We've absolutely crushed it. We should have been number two on the New York Times bestseller list. I don't care about the New York Times and I don't want their approval. I believe that the proof is in the sales, the proof is in the pudding, right? But why do they not put it on? It's because they don't want people to know about contrary views. And if they screw with numbers, what else do you think they screw with? Kathy D says, I bet when AOC bartended, she got everyone's drink wrong and then blamed them. Can you try to imagine her mixing a drink? Yeah, I mean, she's just, it's not even that she's an idiot. Like, she's just, she's not a person. She's a construct. She's a character. She is getting information from somebody and then she does her little actress routine. And that's what she does. Margot says, my sister calls him abomination. Oh, that's good. He's an abomination. He really is. He really is. I regret voting for the guy. I really do. Guys, if you want to play along and get videos early and ad free and come to our meetups and our breakfasts and see smiling, happy people and communicate with me all day long because I jump on and I, I talk to people every day, uh, rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, and of course, if you want to join us for that Miami show, let's see that image one more time with my fancy, hip, cool synthwave glasses. Uh, you can join me at the Miami Improv on July 14th at 8 p.m., daverubin.com slash events. And of course, part one of the interview with Ron DeSantis is up right now on Rumble and on the YouTube and the full thing's up at Locals. I've enjoyed today's show. I hope you have as well. And uh, here's little Orange Man to take you home. Since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Since you're, no, Mr. President-elect. Go ahead. Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not can you. you give us a chance? Your organization You are is attacking terrible. our news organization. Your organization Can you give us a chance Let's to go. ask a question, sir? Go ahead. Sir, can Quiet. you state, Mr. President-elect, go ahead. Can you state categorically, Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. Can you give us a question? I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorically? You are fake news. Sir, Go ahead. can you stay categorically that nobody... No, Mr. President-elect, that's not Go appropriate. Ahead. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubenreport.locals.com.